Welcome to Campbell and Cohen's Kooky Quarantine. I'm James Campbell. And I'm Ben Cohen. And this is a very special episode. Why is that, Ben? Because this is, for the first time in the history of our illustrious podcast, the very first time we have recorded an episode in the same room. Like, the same time zone also. Like Literally, like, we're sitting about a foot apart from each other. As Less. Of, like, yeah. I said it's like nine inches. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, like, we're normally on Zoom in our respective living rooms in Long Island and Topeka. Um, so, as most of you know, since we record only sporadically now, the last time we were all together, and we know you missed us, we got together with several of our friends, several people that have been friends of the podcast and former sort of greatest hits of our guest stars, and we decided that once we were all vaccinated, it would be a good idea for us to all get together. You know, we missed each other. We're all friends. Uh, this is very much an endeavor for people who all know each other and like each other, or like to make fun of each other, as we often do. And so, over the course of this weekend, several of us are gathering at an Airbnb in the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. So, and just for clarification, this weekend is referring to the weekend of July 26th. June, so, June. 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 God damn it. It's okay. Ever since the pandemic started, and I've said so several times on the podcast, time has no meaning anymore. Yes. So we're recording this actually on uh, around 1033, uh, to be exact, actually. Uh, on June 24th, so that's a Thursday, so we got some more of our friends coming in joining us, but we definitely do plan on having some high drinks. Uh, so, as some people do recall, uh, both Ben and I are 90s kids, and so one of the, our favorite shows as 90s kids was Keenan and Kel. I can't say it's favorite, but still, it was pretty... One of the most important parts in the glory days of the Nickelodeon Network, yes. Yes. So, on the second or third episode, Keenan comes up with the scheme, uh, after reading some Ernest Hemingway books, that he needs to climb to the top of a mountain and then, like, declare his love for a woman. So, he decides to go and... uh, he actually walks all the way up to the top of the Sears Tower, you know, the Willis Tower. I think they may have renamed it again, but whatever. Maybe I don't Because, know. yeah, I, I spent some time, because I got here before you near what has traditionally been Hancock Tower, and they just advertise the address now. I don't know. This is the first time in nine That's years I've been to the city of Chicago. Um, but yes, he uh, unfurls a banner at the top of one of the more famous skyscrapers in the city. Uh, declaring his love for somebody, and I believe it's supposed to say, I love Brianna, and because, well, sitcom hijinks, it says, I love Brian. <laughs> Truly tragic, love did not prevail. Yeah, so uh, I did buy some brown paper and some Sharpies, so we will finally finish what Keenan Thompson, or actually, no, Keenan Rockmore was his character's name. This is for you, Good Burger. Yeah, was unable to do. And if anyone does follow Cookie Quarantine on Twitter, we have started following Keenan and Kel in real life. We must make sure they know. At least one of them will be proud of us. Let's face it, it will probably be Kel, who's probably got more time to pay attention right now. But, you know, if Keenan does, hey, good on you for finally doing something outside of Saturday Night Live. Um, Hold on. He has his own, po- his own not podcast. He has his own sitcom. That's what I'm saying. 
yeah. doing something outside of Saturday Night Live. No, he's he has a, a sitcom I know. edition. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Outside of Saturday Night Live. He's finally branching out. That's a new sitcom. Oh. It's, his, it's its first season. I think it just got renewed. Yeah, it, it was. I only watched like the first like four episodes. It was cute though. I just like I got uh, away from it. Like, do you finish it? I haven't. Ah, I guess it's probably on our watch list now, isn't it? For of course. This but this is of course deeply important to us because, as you, our friends and listeners, know, we are massive, massive nerds, and this is the sort of thing that we get excited about. As you may have guessed, if you've been loyal to our podcast, we do occasionally chase some wild hairs. This particular one, now, oh, the first hour or so that a couple of us were here when we checked into our Airbnb, Seamus just made a reference to this and how he thought it would be fun. And then before we all went to dinner, he said, hey, guys, wait a few minutes. I need to run down to the CVS near where we're staying and get something. Now, well, hold on. I actually did have to go to the CVS for a legit reason. Really? Yeah, I had to get uh, some cough syrup for That's myself. Fair. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, my acid reflux causes uh, some cough. That's fair. I also had lozenges if you needed any. Um, but it just happened to, I just happened to see some brown paper while I was there. Happened to. I swear to you, I swear on all that is holy. I swear to you on... Wink. No. On manhole. Oh my! So I then I just happened to see the brown paper roll. I was like, okay, I have to, I have to buy this. The gods have told me, and so I got that. And then I was like, I have to get a sharpie, and the rest is history. Because yes, Seamus did make a comment to us when we were checking into the Airbnb about how it would be fun to do all this, uh, and then conveniently came back with the necessary supplies later. So we'll see what uh, happens. I did tell the girlfriend about this, and she says, don't get arrested. You know, I, I feel like if you just bring a piece of paper to, like, the observation deck of a skyscraper, you won't get in trouble. Now, if you try to, like, break out a window, yeah, that might be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are ways we can find time to get there and unfurl this uh, in a way that won't get us into any sort of legal trouble, especially since we are now recording our plan to do it for, you know, the world to hear. And this will probably go up probably, well, I can actually put this up like right afterward because Hmm. I don't think that we're, as long as we don't like do any vulgarities or anything, we need to add it out. I can just, I just have to put in the opening and closing uh, stuff and then, yeah. So we can actually, so it's probably no one's going to be listening because it's now 1038 and unless you're like, don't sleep at all. We know some of you have just been waiting for baited, with bated breath for the, you know, a couple of months since our last actual episode. And now that it's up, uh, it will be such a monumentous occasion that you can't wait anymore. I understand completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I follow a lot of podcasts as well as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and sometimes you just have to be loyal like that. Yeah. And the whole reason of us not having uh, any episodes for the past, like, three months or so, that's all on me. Busy times. We're both political activists. Seamus was making a very mighty uh, effort to get a candidate that he was pretty passionate about elected to be mayor of New York City. I was not working for a mayoral candidate. Really? I thought it was. No, it was city council. Oh. I mixed that up because, frankly, I live in another part of the country and all that looks alike to me. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, so... Fair enough. Uh, yeah, basically, I was working for a city council candidate uh, in neighboring district. Uh, right now, we actually do not know the results uh, because of, there's a new ranked choice voting system. And we won't know all of the ballot. The ballots have not all come in because of absentees and stuff. So then they have to like run to processes. Uh, it does not look too hopeful for us, but you know, you win some, you lose some. So it is what it is. This is the life, as I think most of our friends and listeners know, of being a campaign activist. You go in because you feel that somebody is the right person for the job, not because they are a surefire elected. Those who do that, and we've known the types who hitch their wagons to those candidates, are cynical and accomplish very little. And granted, there's a lot of cynicism and lack of accomplishment in the world of American electoral politics, but really, why why get involved in that? What's the fun of that? But uh, there's a lot of hot takes I'd love to give, but I still also want to be like employable, so I'm just not going to mention too much on this podcast about the... 2021 uh, primary election in New York City. Other than uh, maybe Andrew Yang should have voted in a few elections before trying to run for mayor. Ooh, burn. Take that, Yang Gang. The gauntlet is fucking thrown. Also, Victoria Cambranes, you should have also voted in a few more elections before trying to run for city council. Ooh, snaps. I just did it in a Z-shape, people. That's how you know it's serious. Yes. And it's also <laughs> worth noting that we are in what we have dubbed the mirror room. Yeah. Uh, so in this, you know, fairly lovely uh, Airbnb penthouse in Chicago that we found that can fit everyone that wanted to come, um, several others you will probably hear from in some recordings we're going to do in the next couple of days, there off of the room that Seamus is staying in is just a random, I can't even call it a closet. I mean, there aren't racks or anything. I see screws in the walls where they may have been, but there was just a random, you know, mirror. Yeah. Like, literally, I'll take a photo and I'll put it up on the pod, uh, what, uh, on like the Facebook and everything. It's just going to be mirrors. It's literally just mirrors. And well, actually, it was one mirror, and then we took one from another room, but in here, because we wanted to like make it like all meta. And quite frankly, the other one, like this one, was just standing someplace unattached. Yes. So this is somebody made a Patrick Bateman American Psycho <laughs> reference earlier. We're not planning any ritualistic murders this weekend, but if we did, I think this would definitely be the place to do it. Um, that aside, we have the door closed and the acoustics are good. Um, but it's just a random, sparse, white room with just, you know, mirrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. But this is probably going to be our recording space for the weekend. Yeah. Um, but we're together. Several of our friends are together who you've heard from in the past. Uh, a few that you haven't yet but are close to us may jump on. But we wanted to document this as a time that we're all actually together. Obviously, we started this podcast as a way for people to keep connected and to maintain their sanity and have a little bit of fun during the height of the co- uh, the coronavirus pandemic when we were all stuck in our homes. 
That is easing. Everyone who is together has been vaccinated. We began planning this, uh, as we discussed on our last episode earlier this year, when several of us knew we would be vaccinated by now. And that level of safety is deeply important to us. But things are just sort of slowly changing, and this was an opportunity to actually have a little bit of an in-person connection again, which I think everyone has needed very badly for the last 15 months. Amen to that. Oh, goodness, yes. Um, So several of our friends are going to be present with us, um, and we hope to hear from them. We're going to, you know, probably do some just fun, slightly shorter than normal little check-ins. But we wanted to make sure that everyone, all of our friends, everyone who was stuck with us during this time, got to know what we've been doing, what sort of stuff we can do while we are together again, because we are experiencing that level of togetherness again. Um, It's lovely. We're very happy about it. And Are we? Are we happy? I mean, when we get to be choosy about who we're actually hanging out with like we did this weekend. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I will say I was so... I'm sure you probably remember the Foursquare app. Like, of course. Yeah. So I still use it, but it's now called Swarm. It's changed. It's weird. I was about to say, I didn't know it still existed. Yes. Uh, basically, is my uh, I just use it just as a competition between myself and my best friend, Amanda Bazzuti. Love you, Snooky. Uh, long story on that one. And actually, that's a young, dumb story for another time. Uh, but, so while I'm checking in at a LaGuardia airport this morning, which, fun fact, that was the first time I've been at LaGuardia since uh, President Biden has been in office, and he once called LaGuardia a third world country, so, (laughs) that's kind of fun. Uh, so, I'm checking in there, and they're like, yeah, you have not been in airports since March uh, twenty uh, twenty. Like, thanks, because literally one week, less than a week actually, before big uh, lockdown was when I was on vacation. So, or I got back. It was I, honestly. I remember I was in the Key West airport with my parents because we were on a family trip. And I was legit afraid that there was going to be coronavirus, like, actually there and being transferred. Because I know how pandemics uh, all transfer and move. And here we are now. This is my first trip away. And, I, Ben, I got you. Thank you for this. This is, yeah, I, I mean, you're quite welcome, obviously. This is something that we all worked on putting together together for the last couple of months and I'm really just happy that it happened and that several of our friends are going to be on are going to be with us that you'll hopefully be hearing from Um, I mean for me this is my first time going anywhere further than Kansas City Missouri in about a year and a half Uh, my last time flying was the last in-person Young Democrats of America conference which was in December of 2019 in, uh, in Alabama um, getting on a plane for those who haven't done it is still the same sort of experience. Southwest, for some reason, is not currently doing direct flights from Kansas City to Chicago, which is weird because that used to be a place they did connections out of. But case of Ross um, I got to spend a much less stressful layover in Denver than the last time I did, which was about nine years ago, and I thought I was going to be stuck there for a full day. 
teardrop. I know, I know. It was quite a time. Um, but things are getting back to some vague, nebulous sense of normal. The fact that also, when we just had dinner, which the pizzeria we went to actually did not have deep dish, a.k.a. pizza casserole, which it's, it's a casserole. Okay? Long, long-standing argument going on here, as some of you can probably guess. Seamus, as a New Yorker, cannot accept certain permutations of pizza. The fact that we're in the home of deep dish is something that has been very frustrating to him. But what he's getting at is we did not go to a deep dish place when uh, several of us got together for dinner tonight. I was planning on doing a few things from my Instagram, you know, just saying how it that I'm going to be having a nice little, like, tomato casserole. But just to be clear, everyone... My hope for this weekend, aside from all the other wonderful things we're going to do, is to get not only uh, a deep dish pizza, but one with pineapple on it and try to coerce Seamus into it. Because those are two areas where he just cannot tolerate certain forms of pizza. Uh, No, no, no. It's not that I cannot tolerate it. It is that it is an abomination. It that should not exist. It is a miscreant. So close-minded. And I'm going to bring this up. Okay, so I am from New York, the home of good pizza. Like, we create... <laughs> New Yorkers and their claims over food culture. What do you have in Topeka? We have pizza. Yeah, but you don't have anything that's, like, famous. No, the major pizza chains that come out of Kansas... All you had to say was no. The major ones from Kansas came out of Wichita. Those were Pizza Hut and Papa John's. Pizza Hut? Well, that's just garbage. And then Papa John's... I know. Yes, Papa John's broke away from Pizza Hut. We know the history. No, I was going to mention about how John... John Schnatter is a piece of shit, yes. Well, he... Ain't much better than Rudy Giuliani, honestly, or uh, the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. The recently disbarred Rudy Giuliani. Yes, yeah, so we are recording this as mere hours after Rudy Giuliani lost his license. Hat tip to the first department of the appellate division of the <laughs> uh, New York Supreme Court. Ah, uh, man, there is a man who fell hard. I don't know, some of our listeners might not be old enough, most probably are, to remember. A time when Rudy Giuliani was sincerely the most beloved man in America. Eh, When he, uh, on September, okay, this is going to be my hot take. Do it. September 10th, 2001, basically New Yorkers were just ready for him to be gone. I believe it. Yeah, we were just sick of him. And I will be honest, he was good with us getting through 9-11. He did a good job there. Uh, but we were just done with him. Everyone outside of New York only knew the 9-11 response and loved him for that for a, you know, a year or two. And then, of course, when he tried to run for president leading into the 08 cycle. Where he was endorsed by Pat Robertson, of all people. Which is just a fine individual to have in your corner, of course. That's when everyone started to remember that, oh, wait, no, there's something else to him. Like he married his cousin. That's right. But yeah, he, he fell hard. I just, I'm remembering the contrast. I mean, it's not quite, uh, you know, sneering, leather-clad, badass Elvis of the 19, late 1950s to 
the fat velvet one from the 70s in Las Vegas, frankly, that one could still be entertaining in a way that he actually intended. But you get the idea. But I actually remember... So, backtrack a second. Uh, on election day, I was talking to my campaign manager, who actually was a friend of the pod, Michael Corbett. And we had just gotten word that uh, Rudy Giuliani had endorsed uh, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams for mayor. And when I say endorsed, it was basically just saying, this is who the Democrats should choose for um, in the primary, which we won't know the results for because of ranked choice voting for weeks. And as I said earlier, but I mentioned how a mutual friend of ours actually was inspired to become a lawyer because of Rudy Giuliani, because he was a badass prosecutor. And he took no prisoners, and I remember once listening to State Tune with Preet, and Rudy tells, or the guy who was on it, told the story that he was a line assistant, and uh, they were doing some sort of appeal goes to Rudy and says, you know, we got this one case of law that, like, will be, totally help us win this case, and then basically the eve of the uh, case going to going to court, they see that the legislative intent was actually something completely different, and Rudy does say, we have a duty to the court to reveal this information. Like, that actually shows integrity, which so... How the mighty have fallen. My goodness. Oh, after years and years and lots of near fame and deep, deep insanity and, uh, for some reason, an honorary British knighthood. And frankly, that could be what he does next. Go to England and claim that privilege and just... I would love to see him running around London in a suit of armor with a broadsword to see what happens. Because he may very well assume he's entitled to that and it would be very... Very funny to me. The images that have just come to my head. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Lean into it. That they are hilarious. Oh. Like, that actually is, like, fun. That is probably the greatest bit of British humor ever. Like, Mr. Bean, like, has nothing on it. However, I never thought Mr. Bean was that funny. Listeners, just, uh, just take that into your head. Rudolph Giuliani in full stereotypical display plate armor that no one actually wears, wandering down the banks of the Thames, demanding people to show him fealty and respect. Um, literally anyone who tells him a dragon is nearby will probably convince him it's true. And if anyone can ever go to England, catch him doing that and convince him of this, well, if you can film him running off to some random place to go and, I don't know, attack a mural or something... Please, please, uh, as as just a debt to society, show the world. Like, we will make sure that that becomes, like, the most viewed video on YouTube. Yeah, I don't think it'll take that much effort. That just, that will be one for the books. Yes. Wow. That, just the ideas. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh. <sighs> This is where we're getting people. This is the stuff we can believe in again. Now that we're, hopefully, everyone who cares about us and listens to our sometimes very stupid messages is actually safe and vaccinated, if they can be. 
And also, seriously, get if you can be vaccinated, get your vaccine. Uh, you, if, don't, you don't know what is in any of your other medicine either. Don't pretend that makes it special. There is no microchip in there. Like the most crazy thing that's in there in your vaccine is sugar. I kid you not. There's actual like table sugar. It's a bonding agent. Please get your vaccine. And if you don't, well, I hate you. I literally at dinner I was saying about how I actually literally did my Gydro capstone on a messaging campaign on how we need to vac- um, have vaccines be mandatory. Seriously, if there's a medical reason you can't, we understand. But if you just don't want to, uh, you're a selfish asshole. Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, there's that. You're the reason. Three hundred million people have gotten it already. Like, legitimately. Or there's been 300 million injections already. So, seriously, it's not that it hasn't been tested. It has been. There's been hundreds, hundreds of millions of people ahead of you. So, go get your vaccine. We've both been vaccinated. Yes. We're both fine. I, you know, I've occasionally tried to convince people that I got an actual microchip and can run Minecraft by closing my eyes. Uh, none of them believe me, which is a damn shame. Every now and then I try to say that I've uh, developed telekinesis. Uh, alas, nothing happens. Uh, which, fun fact, I, if I actually could have superpower, it would be telekinesis because I commit so many crimes and not get caught. But This is both reasonable and unsurprising. And yes, people, would it really be terrible if you got superpowers from Bill Gates? What else has he got going on right now? Fighting malaria, so he says. I think his wife. I think his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife ran most of that. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that they were getting divorced. So yeah, people, if you need a sugar mommy, uh, Melinda Gates. Some of you may not be attracted to women, but I'm just saying, get on it. I have no comment. However, I am a Windows user, and we are recording this on a Windows machine. So, Bill, come on, don't don't shut us down. Where actually, this is sort of underhanded praise to you. Hey, I do not believe in the cult of Apple. I, you know, if I could have gotten the other shot, the one that Dolly Parton put money into, I would have just so I could say that. But wasn't an option. And you know what? Pfizer treated me well. I spent a day after my second shot feeling like I had a flu in the hangover at the same time. That was a terrible, terrible grammatical choice right there, but you know what I'm trying to get at. Um, but I've been fine. It worked out. Uh, first dose, about 10 days after, I felt like someone had punched me in the arm for about five minutes. Uh, like, five minutes straight, and then, but that, so my arm was sore. Second dose, for me, it felt like I had gotten a bad sunburn, but with, like, none of the burning sensation. So, but all the achiness, stiffness, uh, just not wanting to move, everything that you get with a sunburn, but just not the pain. Oh, I, I, you know, I took off work that day after my second one. And in a lot of states, uh, I can't speak for Kansas, but I know in New York, we actually uh, get people off for uh, recuperation. It's not mandated in Kansas. I mean, it wasn't hard to get the day off for it. Mm -hmm. 
But, but hey, if you actually, people, if you actually want to go out and, you know, punch somebody in the arm repeatedly, now if you get vaccinated, you can do that. We don't condone actual physical violence. But I'm just saying, if you want the opportunity, this is how. So, actually, when I, between my first and second doses is when they passed the law that allowed for time off for getting the vaccine. So, they changed the uh, timekeeping system at my job. And so I put down in the system when I, uh, the two hours I took off for getting the vaccine. They need, docu- they email me HR to get the, like, proof that I actually was getting vaccinated. I'm like, I got this. So <laughs> I sent them not only a photocopy of my vaccine card, which I currently do have actually on me because I thought maybe I should have it in case I fly uh, when I'm flying. But I also I sent them the selfie I took as I was getting injected. And I, what I should have done as well is I should have done also the uh, swarm check-in for me at the place at the time. So, fun fact, uh, my location for my vaccination did not give the cards that everyone has. We have lots of other documentation, and I even brought some of it for the same reason. But those little cards that everyone likes to show, those postcard size things with the name, the date, I don't have that. I have so much other documentation that I got my vaccine. So, how do you... How does that work? Like, explain, like, how do you not have it? Like, they gave us, like, a bunch of printouts, like, here is the date and time. Uh, There was a form, like, a different sort of, it was sort of brochure sized to check in so that the location could mark, you are here at this time, your second uh, appointment is this one. And I got that, and I have all of that, and there's some stickers with confirmations, but yeah, just the normal COVID-19 vaccination card that lots of people took their selfies with, I was denied. Wow. So thank you, Stormont Vale Hospital. Uh, you know, you did have the vaccine and kept me safe and healthy, and that's probably objectively more important. But goddammit, I couldn't be performative on social media like I like to be. Hmm. No, I still did. I just took pictures of myself in the waiting area when I was, you know doing my little 15 minutes afterwards and show pictures of my bandage and all. But it's the full effect, people. This is very important to me. I was denied. I'm very sad. Okay, so Dr. Fauci, if you're listening, please get Ben his card. Please, Anthony. I'm counting on you. Actually, please, Dr. Fauci. I went to Xavier. You went to Regis. You know, we're men for others. Be a man for Ben. Please. Please, this is how everyone will know. If I don't have that card, what if the vaccine doesn't work because of that? What if the coronavirus actually sees me, especially the new Delta variant, and thinks he didn't get the card? Clearly, he is a weakling. He got maybe a half-hearted version of it. What if it hates me harder because of this? For obvious reasons, uh, Ben is being sarcastic there. Uh, just this way, there is a disclaimer. Was that necessary? Were people going to be, like, influenced by that somehow? I have a feeling that there is probably someone that is actually going to think that you were being serious, because this is the internet. This is true, and people do believe, if there is a dumb thing you can believe, as I think we all know, somebody on the internet will take it seriously. What was the thing that we were Googling earlier? Uh, Oh, 
are Tide Pods organic? Ah, uh, yes. Um, good. After we checked into the Airbnb, of course, Ben, his girlfriend, myself, we were all like just looking around the cabinets and all that, and we see the dishwashing pods, and, and I incorrectly call them Tide Pods. And so I joked that Ben should do the Tide Pod Challenge. Of course, no one should ever do that, you know, just for the disclaimer, for legal purposes and all that. But we then got into a discussion asking about if Tide Pods are are organic. No results on Google. I don't think anyone's ever asked that before. Organic, gluten-free, free-range, fair trade. I picked in a humanitarian way... From the Tide Pod fields of Southern Texas, you know, P and Procter and Gamble, you, you got to get on that. Make an ad campaign out of it, okay? This is our advice to you. Frankly, right now we're just offering it up voluntarily, but if you do take it up, we could always use a sponsorship. I mean, Dog Pack could definitely use it. Mm-hmm. And completely honest. I do use Tide all the time. Like, that is actually my detergent. Mm-hmm. I have used other ones, and it actually does cause, like, an allergic reaction for me. So, I'm Team Tide. So, Tide, please sponsor us. I even use it in cold water because it's better for the environment, it's cheaper, and frankly, it works just the same. And my childhood hero, Kevin McAllister, used Tide. There we go. Macaulay Culkin needs this. Macaulay, if you want to be on the podcast, you know how to find us. Oh, my God. You know what we should do? What, what should we do? We should go to the Home Alone house. If we have a chance, we may try to do that, people. And if we do, we will get a picture and put it up on our social media. I, I, I know you can find it and stuff, but uh, they actually had to take it down from Google Maps because so many people are going there. But that does not surprise me in the least. Yeah. The actual inside of the house, though, that was actually done as uh, in a gymnasium. But we definitely have to go. Like, mm-hmm. Let's, like... We'll, we'll, we'll take some time tomorrow and see how close it is to our Airbnb. And, you know, if it's feasible, maybe that'll happen, people. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe the cast of Home Alone will be floating around there, because, I mean, what else do most of them have going on right now? I think Pesci's doing fine, but... Daniel Stern. Mm. Uh, Catherine O'Hara is actually doing really well. Catherine O'Hara is thriving, and we're all better for it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, John... No, who's the father I'm blanking on his name. Okay, we are going to the Google. Home Alone cast. Home Alone. C-A-S-T. Okay, so McCullough Hulkin, we know what's going on with him. Neil Kunis, and then that broke up and all that. Very sh- I feel like that happened a while ago. I yeah, I know. I was like, and that's a real shame. I went. Not if you're Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And, of course, the internet's not working. Not giving me results. Tisk. Google, you had one job to do. Why do you fail us? Why, Google? Why? We were okay with you becoming our corporate overlords. Did we doubt you too much? Mm -hmm. Is this why you do this to us? 
look, we're not trying to be hard asses, but there is an expectation on you. John Hurd is Peter McAllister, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What has he done recently? That's a good question. Let's go on his IMDb. I feel like he still gets a lot of work. He was also in Big, which was that kind of cool. Why do they yeah. often log? Okay, IMDb, if you're listening... Clean up your interface. Yeah, make it easier for... Oh, okay, so let's see. Broom Street, Buoyancy. Um, the last one. Hmm, I don't know any of Outsiders. APB, I remember that show. The MacGyver reboot. He was on that. Elementary. Okay. Ah. Henry Watson. I guess that has to be like uh, John or Joan Watson's. Oh, like, right, because it's Lucy Liu. Yeah. The Lizzie Borden Chronicles? Ah, NCIS Los Angeles. Okay. There's been a lot of NCIS. Okay. So, let's see, what else? Uh, then. In the Hall of Fame of actors that you recognize but can never remember from where. John Candy, rest in peace. Kieran Culkin, phenomenal on uh, Succession. Uh, Michael Morona, who, um, he was Pete and Pete and Pete. That's correct. That yes. is a throwback. Yeah. This is quite the rabbit hole that we just dumped into. Thank you, John Hughes. This is all your fault. And Chris Columbus, who, also Chris Columbus, one of my favorite directors of all time. He did a damn good job with Rent and Harry Potter. Uh, Daniel Stern, what's he been up to? Uh, this beard is just weird. Indeed. Uh, Campbell and Cohen in the Chamber of Secrets. <clears throat> I'm not even going to go into the Wikipedia page. This is for the best. I think people are going to lose interest. Um, but again, Catherine O'Hara is thriving. Yes. Like, hashtag the crows have eyes three. <laughs> The Crowing. Crowing. Yeah, Shit's Creek is... Well, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of the show. <sighs> I've watched it. It's not, my, it's not my cup of tea. Well, but how much of it have you watched? Like, about five episodes. Like, just the first season? Yeah. Let it find its footing. You know, it, it gets into the pace of what makes it fun and comforting. And it's just, it's pleasant. It's start to finish pleasant. Yeah. So, what, should I, is there, like, a place I should start? Just keep on it, and you'll understand a lot of the appeal. Once, I don't know, once it gets past Mutt, that, that's a character that I just didn't care for. And once they gave up on him as as Alexis's first love interest, it gets better. Okay. Such a minor character, but that's my marker. Okay, so I'll try again, like, in the summer. There we go. I... I'll be honest, like, I also was originally not a fan of Game of Thrones, and then everyone told me, uh, give it, like, three episodes, and you'll be hooked. I said I'd do that, so, and, lo and behold, I was hooked. So I'll do the same with Search Creek. And this has been our segment, Campbell and Cohen's Random TV Corner. (laughs) Yeah, we're also talking about uh, trying to create, like, some trivia segments and stuff, like... One day, one day we'll do actual segments. 
for our guests to keep them entertained, to get them to, you know, get away from whatever random subjects we let them go too far down because just not everyone can get that much mileage out of running for coroner. That is a throwback to our show. That is one of our finest hours. Uh, The fact that... uh, Do we know how Jack's doing? No. Should we ask him? Maybe. Yeah. Actually, I kind of do want to run someone for coroner. Because in New York State, actually, there are... Oh, is that elected there? In some counties. Oh, my... I don't know of any counties in Kansas where you elect that. So if you want to find a good candidate, maybe any friends of the show, uh, I don't know if Mike or Javon are feeling really ambitious, maybe Steph. I bet she'd be a great coroner. Ooh. Damn, actually she would be. However, she would probably not want to move out of New York City. Ah, minor details. Everyone needs to be dedicated to their cause. But I could actually... So, uh, since our last episode, I've also gotten elected as National Committeeman for the New York State Young Democrats, or National Committee member, person, whatever, uh, because it's gender neutral. You know, it's not me trying to be mean or anything, but it's just, uh, because I am. I do identify as male, that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, that's me rambling, of course, as I tend to do. But now I feel like maybe I can actually put the bat signal out and say we need to find someone to run for coroner. I think it needs to be done. I think this you, is the way. I think this is the way. I think you should get a full-on contested primary going, and we should host a debate for it on the show. Hmm. Well, hold on. It, if it's an upstate county, though, it's not going to actually be a primary. It's actually just going to be just general election. But. Oh, dang. Yeah. But... We tried, people. Dog Pack, though, could endorse. Hmm. We do need to throw our weight around a bit more, don't we? We also need to raise money. There's that. Yeah. Uh, people, please don't need Dog Pack. You know, just go to thedogpack.com. Give us money, please. We'll think of even funnier things to do if you do that. Mm-hmm. But we need to know that the love is there. Love dogs. Give give to the pack that gives that loves dogs too. The very fact that that was the that that pack name was not already taken is still stunning to me. Like. They had, like, Blue Dog Pack and, like, uh, uh, That Dog Don't Hunt or something like that. But, oh. I just, I, the fact that such an obvious pun had not been seized upon. Ladies and gentlemen and any other identifications that you so prefer, I am a relentless pun-loving idiot And, frankly, I am disappointed in society that it was just out there a year ago for us to grab. I mean, somebody slacked. Uh You all could have done it. Citizens United opened a floodgate, mostly for terrible, terrible things and terrible people, but also for anyone to start the stupidest packs they could possibly do. Uh Ah, independent expenditures, you gotta love them. Oh, yes. 
And with that, I think we should go to bed. I think we all should, yes. So this has been a great episode of uh, Campbell and Cook. <laughs> Campbell and Cohen cookie quarantine. There we go. You can definitely tell that we're sleep deprived. It's been a busy time for everyone, people, as for you as it has been for us. Mm-hmm. I've been Seamus Campbell. I've been Ben Cohen. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. <laughs>